0: Dean Evans, who normally joins us at the end of Track Talk. We've brought him forward. Uh, winning edge investments treat betting like a business. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Dean, uh, I don't know. I, I flipped a coin because we could have started with the Moyer. We could have started with the Golden Rose. But this is a national show. So I flipped the coin and we're going to go with the Golden Rose first. Melbourne listeners, don't drop off, Dean, because we'll have both of them covered here. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Andrew, and good morning, Simon. And, yeah, look, uh, some outstanding racing again this weekend, which is very exciting, and, and the Golden Rose. its And you know, it's a race where the winner suddenly becomes valued at, uh, at eight figures, so it's certainly a major race on the calendar.
0: Well, that's the point too, Dean. We had James Harron and also Sam Fairgrave from New Long Investments on yesterday. They're two of these Everest slots that are still hanging out, and I reckon they're looking at both of these races tomorrow night and Saturday.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot up for grabs in a race like the Golden Rose, but uh, uh, with the Everest there in the in the background, and there's still still about five open slots. There's uh, there's a lot for them to race for, and uh, and there are a couple of horses in that race that could potentially sneak into the Everest.
0: Uh, Simon, we discussed it, didn't we, two or three weeks ago. You threw up the Inferno, then it came out and won the McEwen. Uh, uh, yeah, on tomorrow night? Simon? Simon's lost Sorry, us. I've
1: lo- we've lost you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah
0: no- we- okay. Uh, they've lost us in the system. All right, we're back. We can hear you. We're back. Okay, all right. Uh, sorry, Simon. Uh, You're all right. uh, Can I just pose the question? The Inferno yeah. tomorrow night, are the drums beating for you again?
2: I think so. I think tomorrow's a good audition for the Everest. I'm not sure about the setup, but in terms of there's not a lot left out on the table. We saw last weekend, obviously, Eduardo beating Nature Strip. Uh, I'd say a few disappointing runners uh, were there. So... I'm not sure what he's left. If he can run a big race on Friday night, I'd have to say he put his hand up to get into the race for sure.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, well, as I say, we could have looked at the Moyer, we could have looked at the Rose, we could have looked at many races, but I flipped the coin. Uh, it landed on Earth It was stationary. It wasn't moving Simon. It was just sort of sitting there. And we've decided to go with the 4X Golden Rose to look at first. Race 8 on Saturday at 5 minutes past 4 Uh, As it stands right now, uh, it's a good, keen betting race. That's what we want. Animo is right now $2, but I've got the feeling that it may just get out a little bit. $9 Artorias in the Congo, $8 Remark. Uh, See, I just reckon, Simon, as I come to you, $2, I wouldn't be jumping in at that price with Animo.
2: Yeah, it's very short, especially for a golden rose. You look back in the history of the race, obviously Rothfire was a very short price favourite, but prior to that, uh, Bivouac at around six to four was probably one of the shortest favourites we've seen in a while. Uh, it's interesting for looking at Godolphin's record, they've won three of the last six, which obviously looks very good on paper, but they actually didn't have any runners in the other three editions. So they're really three from three. When looking at it, I can't remember them stepping out of blue jacket in the race and not winning. So there's a bit of pressure on Animo. He'll be their shortest price favourite going into the race. Uh, We Obviously, Bivouac, Stern and Exosphere all did the job for Godolphin, and Animo looks fairly likely to be winning there on the weekend. The fact he won first up in the Run to the Rose was the biggest push for me. He had a disrupted prep. Only the one soft trial in the lead-up gave them weight and was still too good. So I think it's hard for them now, out of that race to turn the tables. I think Atorius is a serious danger to the race. He's obviously beaten Animo in the Blue Diamond. And the two tune-up runs in Melbourne, both weren't really run to suit him. His best performance, obviously, in that Blue Diamond, was high pressure, and he hasn't seen that yet this time in. So now third up, high pressure, 1,400. The Golden Rose always is. So I think Atorius can jump out of the ground on the weekend. I don't think it's as cut and dry as Animo just wins. Uh, but they're the two... The horses behind Animo, they're the ones I struggle to see turning the tables. And the others from the sort of the Janis, I'm not sure. Obviously, following the same profile as the Autumn Sun, gone to Queensland and then back in trip for the Golden Rose, I'm just not quite sure that form is good enough. But with these lightly-raced three-year-olds, they're in the right stable, so they can make the jump. But I think... If Animo improves, I think Atorius is the only one that can get near him on the weekend. I
0: was talking to uh, the Freedman Racing Stable this morning. Artorias has been in Sydney since the weekend and galloped at R- Randwick on S- Tuesday morning. They said our normal pattern barrier 11 doesn't come into it. Animo's drawn, I think, seven or eight. So if they, I think they'd like to sit off Animo, sit right behind Animo and follow it, and then it's down to the, the qualities of both horses. Dean, how do you see the early stages? How do you see... Uh, the pressure of a Golden Rose on Saturday.
1: Yeah, look, usually with the big fields and the Golden Rose, it's a it's a pretty hot speed. Um, the map I've got though in the Congo should lead pretty comfortably. Uh, you know, Tiger of Malay, Moriban, Coast Watch, Giannis probably push forward to sort of handy positions. You've got Halal there, who I think from that wide gate, you know, is probably going to have to try to push across and ride for luck and, and hope he slots in. Uh, and then he's sort of got Cap Devant, Remark, Anamo, Royal Zell. Uh, there and, and probably Artorias, like you say, trying to get on the back of Animo and Jamea and, and as the Phillies I've got likely out in the back. Um, you know, on paper and the early speed in the Congo, you know, but I'm sort of leading comfortably with not a lot of pressure. Um, but interestingly, you know, I think the Golden Rose often has sort of a, a field of only seven, eight, nine. Mm. And this year we've got 13 uh, in the additions where there were 13 runners or more. Um, the winners in settling position and run have been 6th, 11th, 13th and 14th. So what that sort of denotes usually is when it's a big golden rose field, uh, eventually the pressure goes on and, and it does allow for swoopers. So, you know, it's an interesting map because on paper, not a lot of speed, but I just can't see that happening. I think they're going to really warm up early. And and so, you know, those back markers, they're going to get their chance.
0: Tiger and Relais right now, $17 uh, on Bet365 for this race. Now, it drew wide in a dulcify, Simon, and they went forward uh, and sat up near the pace. They can obviously do that on Saturday and they get a far different draw. 1,500 to this distance, back 100 metres. How do you see Tiger?
2: Yeah, I think that's a... I love back in trip. I know a lot of people don't, but for me, you look at some of the better performances. Uh, we've seen uh, Trapeze Artist back in trip for the TJ. It certainly works, that caveat, back in trip for the Lightning. It does, I know I'm mentioning, you know, some of our lead horses, but the backing trip does get overplayed. The Autumn Sun did it winning this race, the same profile. He probably lacks a touch of class of the leading contenders, hence, you know, he is double figures. But when you get a horse that can put themselves into the race from that good draw, you give yourself every chance. That's in the Congo. He's at every possibility this time in, but you continue to put yourself into the race from the outset, you're going to give yourself the best chance. So it's probably a smoky chance to run a place in the race, but I'd say the class will tell in the concluding stages.
0: OK, Dean, give us your overview. Who do you think wins it? Does, does Godolphin make it four from four
1: with Animo? Uh, look, when, when you look at the profile of this race, uh, you know, the last nine winners have been Colts. The last nine winners have come off a 14-day break. The last nine winners all won a black-type race as a, as a two-year-old. Uh, you know, Godolphins won the race four times. As Simon alluded to, the last three times they've put a saddle on, they've won. Uh, and all of them have uh run in the run to rose as a lead up. Um and then second up seven winners. So, you know, Animo, he just ticks all those boxes, a Godolphin trained Colt McDonald on board, second up off the run to the rose. Uh, you know, won a black type as a two year old is just the perfect sort of profile for a golden rose winner. But you know, even money is a is a skinny skinny mm. quote to be taking in a in a race like this. So uh, he's the one to beat. I think in the Congo, um, you know, he ticks a, ticks a fair few of those boxes. He was, he was a good close second to Animo on the run to the Rose. He did he did sort of finish strongly there and kick away from the rest. Um, if he gets a soft lead um, on pace, then he's sort of one that they're, they're all going to have to run down. Um, and I do think that Tiger of Malay is actually the, the best roughy. He You know, he won the group two size produce as a two-year-old, won the up-and-coming first up with 61 kgs and ran a close second in the Dulcify with the top weight. Um, They've actually both proven to be pretty good sort of left field lead-up races for this race historically. Likes it bone dry. Uh, You'll sort of be on 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 a decent pace, but you know if they go hard, I think you know, like Simon alluded to, that fifteen hundred back to fourteen hundred is actually a a good profile when they when they if the speed does go on. So um, you know, there's a few few of these that just don't don't sort of profile right uh, from a historical perspective, and and so they are sort of the three that I, well, the couple that I think can can not take on Animo, with anything.
0: OK, in the Congo and Tiger Malay, as I say, about $17 and $4 the place at Bet365. Maybe your top two or three, Simon?
2: Yeah, for me, I, I sort of got to stick with the class. The good horses win these races. You do get the anomaly every now and then, but I think Animo is very hard to beat. Toss your a coin, he wins five and ten. I'd say that's probably about right. Notorious, if he gets Animo's back and they come into the straight, it's going to be a hell of a race home. I'd say they're the lead, too on for me is interesting. I thought he was really good, fresh, and I reckon a high pressure 1400 is really going to play into his hands. He gets a soft draw from the inside. If he can creep into the race, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a good race at odds, uh, but clearly the top two, Animo Notorious.
0: It's going to be intriguing uh, and all around that slot or slots for uh, the Everest. We think that Coolmore is probably going to choose one of their own and Godolphin, obviously, but who knows? Godolphin might go trekking if it, say, wins tomorrow night. They might try and get. Animo in another slot. So there's a fair bit to play out through the Golden Rose. Let's look at tomorrow night at the Valley. The Moya is the group won over one over a 1,000 metres, a million-dollar race. Uh, we've got Profiteer from Barrier sevens going to be interesting, Dean. And uh, talking with a couple of trainers this morning, you know, how much pressure is going to be put on Profiteer. And then it was interesting talking with James Moss from Tricolors. Hey, we've drawn inside mm-hmm. with Ballistic Lover. We've drawn inside... Profiteer, we're not going to be giving up uh, early on in the race, so the pressure will be on. I think.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of speed, uh, you know. As you say, ballistic lovers there. You know, Shakira pushed forward. Portland Sky, uh, Portland Sky, and Wild Rule are both both like to sort of lead or sit outside the leader and, and be in fresh air too. Uh, and you know, Miss Albania usually doesn't settle settle too far back. So you, you sort of got two two groups here. You got that sort of leading six, all of whom sort of want to be pretty close to the pace. Uh, and then you've got a bunch of swoopers. What's that? Trekking Inferno, September Rum and Brooklyn Hustle will all be kind of fighting their time out the back and hoping and hoping, uh, and hoping they, they set some fireworks up front.
0: Mick Price has sort of been this week. He's done a couple of interviews uh, with us and other stations through the week. He says, look, we've got Profiteer as good as we can have him, Simon. Uh, uh, we know he's speedy, but it's always, you know, 1,000 metres coming back to racing high-pressure race, just how forward they can be, given that a few of these have had a run?
2: Yeah, it's not easy. And three-year-olds do have a very good record in the Moya since they went back uh, to the 1,000 metres in 2015. They won two of six and only 8% of the participants. So they've got a great record, but I guess it's the star three-year-olds are the ones that go there. So you'd expect them to have a good record the query with Profiteer, it's always a lie in the sand, two-year-olds turn three, just if they've made that improvement mm. uh, to take that next step. They are suited under the weight for age conditions if they're ahead of the curve. I think Profiteer was at two, obviously had excuses in the slipper prior to a break. Uh, clearly a target race, Mick Price has done it before. I don't mind the draw for him. I think sometimes when you get a speed horse drawn inside, you can get others dictating to you where now he can come across a ballistic lover and he's got great gate speed. So. I- think he should be able to find the front. It's just whether he can handle, uh, as you touched on, the high pressure going to take on the older horses. I think conceding a run's not too big an issue. Over 1,000, uh, Mick Price should have him ready to go. So interesting to see how he parades there on Friday, just in respect to the other horses in the race, if he has uh, grown, because he was pretty small at two. Yep. Uh, doesn't mean everything, but it's something to take note of tomorrow.
0: Profiteer right now, $4 dollars favourites: the Inferno at five, Wild Ruler 750, September September run at eight, and you're getting some juicy odds if you want to take it with some nice horses. Portland Sky goes well at the Valley Dean, $10 right now. And we spoke with Jason Warren earlier. He said Brooklyn Hustle is going maybe even better than what we've seen,
1: and $13 right now. Yeah, look, I've actually got Portland Sky uh, on top here. He's a group one Oakley Plate winner last prep. Um, you know, he's won a group three, second in a group two, and second in a group one, all of this track. So he goes well at the valley. He's jumped, he jumped out nicely twice ahead of this prep at Cranbourne and Mornington and then the second, first up in the McEwen. He sort of just maps like he, he might just sort of settle third or fourth and get quite a nice run, uh, one off, and be able to sort of peel off at the, at the right time. Uh, you know, Profiteer is, is certainly one to beat, but you know, the two three-year-olds that won this race, interestingly, were both ridden off pace. Um, an interesting fact, since this, this race got moved to 1,000 metres, the last six years, every single winner was a previous Group 1 winner over over 1,100 or 1,200, um, and Profiteer doesn't fit that bill. Uh, my other concern with Profiteer is just both of his uh, his jump-outs um, at Caulfield and Sandown, he, he sort of reefed and pulled in both of them. Uh, so he's been an experienced, and I just think he's going to need better manners, um, you know, to uh, to beat a field of this quality. What are you thinking on that point, Simon?
2: Yeah, I think. Sorry, guys, got right. another call coming through. Um, whole, I think probably the opposition, but you're you're more on this one. <laughs> no, no, it's the work. Uh, we've got a work set up to come through. Yeah, I think I was sort of keen on profiteer coming into it, and then I agree with Dean. I, I watched his jump outs, and I'm not, I'm not overly convinced as yet. I think I've got to go the line with the Inferno. I think the big tick for him, obviously, we saw him show sharp improvement in his second start in Australia, and good to see him back to that Singapore number. It's going to be a completely different race shape for him, though. They walked and just sprinted in that, which is similar to his races in Singapore, whereas Friday night's going to be high pressure. He has done it before, high-pressure 12 in Singapore. So I'm not... It's just interesting to see how he reacts uh, to the different scenario. But I think the draw for him is the big plus. I think he can really possibly settle ahead of the other backmarkers, which is a big tick for him. I think Brooklyn Hustle's one... You want to be a couple of lengths in front coming to the straight because she's got that sharp turn of foot and mm. certainly going to be hard to hold out. She ran fourth in the race last year and if she's going better this time around, expect her to be working, you know, certainly flashing home late. But I think the Inferno, if he gets that nice suck run behind uh, what Dean touched on, that good speed up front, Damian Lane in the saddle. I think if he gets the brakes there, I think he's the one I want to be with on, on Friday night. Right. Uh, the
0: Inferno $5 right now at bet 365. By the way, I should have done this on a bit slack on it. If you want to text through any thoughts on these races, uh do it over the next couple of minutes. 0499736-736. Um, the underwood stakes on Saturday, boys. Uh, we know that there's only five. There's 50 stars, Zaki. The Chosen One, Superstorm, and Probabil. So it's still not a bad five. Uh, Simon, have you seen? I'm only hesitating here because we haven't been able to go to the races. Have you seen Zaki up close?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't. It's been really hard. I haven't been in the races for, for ages now. Yeah. The last meeting I was at was in Canberra. So it was Black Opal Day. Um, so I haven't seen him. Obviously, very good first up. He's got all the boom inside. What is he inside? A $1.30 uh, for Saturday. Cox plate favourite. Uh, Interesting for Zaki, probably will be the best horse he's raced down here by a fair margin. And I think she's been a bit undersold how good a performance was in that Rupert Clark. With 57, essentially, she's carried 59. She's beaten just over a length. If you want to push that Rupert Clark stakes form, you've got to push Bobbabil. So we haven't marked not far off a peak there. Quick backup. The distance, obviously, is the question mark. But it's going to be interesting to see how she measures up against Zaki on Saturday.
0: Well, it is. And Dean, just on that point, I mean, sometimes we get disappointed and more disappointed than what we should with a horse like Probabil because she didn't win. But not everything went right. Those inside barriers just didn't work uh, with Probabil, um, with gaining momentum with the weight she was carrying.
1: Yeah, that's right. The the way the the race played out in the day and the way the track was sort of playing, it it just didn't work out for her and uh, and it wasn't... uh, it wasn't too bad a run and, and, you know, interesting to see her stepping back up to a, a trip. She did run second in the Vinery. Uh, so getting up to the past the mile for the first time again, um, you know, yeah, I think Superstorm's the other one to watch. I, I think he's a you know real genuine sort of group one horse. Uh, I think he's up to being a weight for age horse. And, um, you know, I think he, he's one that could be, uh, uh, he could be running a really big race after a, a strong win in the fee. And when he was also in the complete wrong part of the track but uh, but you know, I do think Zaki is um, you know is the next superstar and you know, he should be making light work like work with these. A dollar thirty
0: right now at bet three six five Zaki probabile at five dollars. Uh, Simon, I know you've got plenty on this morning, so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, our listeners obviously aren't seeing you,, uh, but I am. So behind yeah. you is a map of the world, I think. I think it's a map yeah. of the world, okay? So has it been there all the time? Or have you put it there thinking, I want to go somewhere when this is all finished?
2: Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's been there all the time. But now since COVID, it's certainly been marking off uh, where we want to go. Got to get back to Greece, Andrew. It's been too long since I've been back there. Greece. So Yeah, it's my favourite. I think five or six times been there. Obviously, the Donopolis name certainly helps when you get over there. But yes. yeah, can't wait to get back.
0: Yeah, no, it's fascinating. All right, uh, so for you, uh, Animo and Artorias in the Golden Rose and the Inferno in the Moya.
2: Yeah, pretty boring, Andrew. I've pretty much tipped the market, but the Animo and Artorias is the way I play the Rose. And I do think the Inferno, we've got him marked favourite, our first cut, so interesting to see what the market does there. Okay.
0: Simon, thanks for your time. Have a good weekend.
2: Yeah, cheers, Andrew. All the best. Cheers, Dean.
0: Simon DiNopoulos joining us there from Racing and Sports. Uh, Dean is with us. Uh, just to wrap it up, Dean, so your play, listening to you in the Golden Rose, you, you, you think in the Congo can get us... If it gets us soft lead can be in the finish, but you're thinking Tiger and Malay can run well?
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, if it's a slowly run race, I think in the Congo, uh, you know, can uh, be the one that's going to kick away on the turn and, and be the one that Animo needs to run down. I think, alternatively, if the speed does go on hard uh, in the midsection, which often happens in the Golden Rose, where you get a bit more of a swooper, I think that uh, that fit Tiger or the Malay just ticks all the sort of historical profiling uh, um, criteria uh, for the kind of horse that could jump out of the ground and really improve and, and, and surprise in a race like this. And just one final one, and I've got 30 seconds for
0: this, Dean. Does Zaki lead the Underwood? Uh,
1: possibly. Um, you know, he's got the toe to do so. Probably mm. might also decide to push forward and, and make a bit of a race of it. Um, so it's either sort of Zaki outside, Probably, little, yeah, or we're just will. getting the suck rock in, in behind it. It will be
0: interesting. Hey, Dean, thanks for your time. Really good stuff this morning. We'll talk again next week.
1: Thanks,
0: Andrew. Thanks, Simon. Dean Evans, winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional putters throughout the spring racing carnival. Winningedgeinvestments.com.